Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We would love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit our website at www.lifechurchofrichmond.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. A couple months ago, I spoke on a Wednesday night on the topic of fasting. And there was a book titled Fasting by Jensen Franklin. Well, Jensen Franklin passes a church in Gainesville, Georgia. I was like, wow, that's so cool. So I got to actually go to a Sunday service and see him live, if you will. It's like, man, this is so cool. I just read his book. Now I get to hear him preach. Man, it, was, it was amazing. Church was gigantic, at least twice the size of this. Praise God. He's doing amazing things for God. Well, at the conclusion of his service, he had an altar call. How many of y'all can appreciate a good old-fashioned altar call? Amen? Yes, indeed. He had that altar call, and he called all of the young adults who were ready to be used by God to step down from where they were and come to the front. And I was like, oh, my heart started racing a little bit. I was like, oh, I think that's me. I'm a young adult, right? I want to be used by God. Of course I did. So we're all standing, and my heart's racing. I'm getting kind of nervous, right? I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of a row. I got a bunch of people on this side, a few people on this side. I'm like, man, I'm just thinking about what I have to do. I was like, okay, God, if you want me to go up there, now I have to climb over all these people awkwardly, right? And then I have to go to the front and go walk down this long aisle, about the twice the length of these aisles, and it's like, whew, I'm going to be by myself. You know, I'm going to be so nervous, right? But Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, including the altar. So I said, okay. So I got up, looked to my left. There was way too many people on this side, but I had like a family of five on my right. I was like, okay. I think this is my quickest avenue of approach here. So I awkwardly stepped over there. I was like, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, ma'am. Excuse me. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. Whoops. Whew. Finally made it. But now I had this long, daunting aisle to walk down all the way to the front. And I said, okay, Lord, come on. One step at a time. That's all I had to do. One step at a time. And guess what? There were other young adults going down too. I was like, praise God. I'm not the only one. I felt so relieved. I was like, oh, cool. I felt encouraged. And I got to the front. And I see these young adults just in this, this posture of surrender. With their hands up like this. They're just crying out to God. And I was like, man. I'm thinking to myself, you know, as a police officer... I'm the one with the authority. I'm telling everyone else to surrender, put their hands up. But now I'm in a moment where I have to submit to the one that has all the authority. And I had to surrender all of me to him. So I humbled myself as a man. I just surrendered just like that. Tears flowing down my face. I said, Lord, I want to be used by you all the way. I have to trust you. Praise God. You see, God is waiting on us to give him full access. Full access. Let's just pretend this uh, platform here is my comfort zone. This is my life. It's pretty comfortable, pretty stable, right? Not going anywhere. It's pretty solid. I'm in that grind in my life, right? That Monday through Friday, whatever days you work, all those countless hours. 
get to the weekend, you barely have a weekend, right? You got chores at home, you may have kids, right? Your spouse, not that your spouse is a chore, but you get my point. <laughs> and you're just in this grind. You got to deal with everything at work, right? It's a grind in itself to even be a Christian in this world today. It's so unpopular. The struggle is real, but it's a grind. But even in the midst of that grind, we're like, you know, we, we got to figure it out. It's kind of like organized chaos. We've organized our chaos, and we're comfortable with it. And we say, I could do this for many years because I'm, I'm right here. But then God does something very unique. He calls us to step out of that comfort zone. He says, Stephen, I want you to go to that next level, but I need you to trust me. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable here, though, but I don't know why you're even asking me to step off and step out of my comfort zone because I I don't see anything there to even hold me. But God says, why don't you trust me? When we get to that point where God is calling us, we hesitate. Instead of just taking that leap of faith and just going forth, we, we do one of these numbers. Oh, I don't know. We're staring at the obstacle. We're staring at the mountain in our path. We say, Lord, I don't know if I can handle that. We say, why don't you trust me? You have your eyes so fixated on the water as if we were stepping out of a boat. We say, Lord, you know I can't walk on water. Why are you asking me to step out of this boat? God says, don't fixate your eyes on the water. Fixate your eyes on me. You see, because what you don't know, praise God. See, because what you don't know is that your enemies can't swim. Come on, somebody. So I just need, I'm going to build the bridge right underneath your feet so you can walk above water. Come on. I need to take you where your enemies can't go. Praise God. Go ahead and give him a clam clap of praise right now. He's worthy. Come on. Praise God. You see, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You see, the average human brain weighs about three pounds. So how can we even think we can fathom an infinite God with a three-pound brain? It's impossible. It says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Let me ask you something. What do you see God as? I want you to reflect on what God has done. We just had Thanksgiving. Count your blessings, what you've been thankful for. But I want you to just reflect right now for about 10 to 15 seconds on what God has done for you in your life. Just reflect on that right now. Amen. Now I want you to summarize in one word who God is to you. You see, for some of you, you may have been on the verge of losing your integrity. You may have been addicted. Drugs, alcohol, pornography. But God has taken you on this path of deliverance and you see God as your deliverer. For some of you, your earthly father has been very absent in your life may have walked out on you and your family, may have disappointed you, but God has been there to fulfill you in that role, and you see God as your father. Some of you have lost your husband physically, 
spiritually or even emotionally. But God has been there to fulfill you, ladies, in that way that you just, you just can't even understand how, but he has. And you see God as your husband. Some of you are supposed to be born with defects. The doctor's report said that you weren't going to make it, but you're still here and you see God as your healer. Some of you have lost a loved one, whether it's very recently or many years ago. You had many doubts and many unanswered questions, but God was there every step of the way comforting you, and you see God as your comforter. Some of you have hit hard times financially. You don't understand how over the years all of these expenses have been paid for, and you still have a roof over your head, food in your fridge, and God has been providing you every step of the way, and you see God as your provider. What do you call him? In those personal moments. Hold on to that word for later. About three years ago. I was in a service upstairs in this very building. And they had an altar call. And the speaker asked everyone to come forth and surrender whatever it was that we were holding on so tight to. That God couldn't have full access. You see for me. That was my law enforcement career. I wanted to become a secret agent for the FBI, CIA, right? Disappear for 25 plus years, just have these wild adventures. So many cool stories to tell when I retired. Ever since I was a little boy, that's what I held on to. I want everyone to clench one fist and just hold it right in front of you. What are you holding on so tight? What are you afraid of missing out on? If you gave God full access. So that was my career. For some of you, it could be the same. Maybe it's a sinful pleasure that you don't want to lose out on. Maybe it's a relationship that's been holding you back from growing in Christ. Whatever it is that you're just holding on tight to, I want you to slowly open your fist right now. And just look into your empty palm. You see, this is the very posture that God is looking for from each of us. He wants full access. He wants to be able to take out whatever you're holding on to so tight and put what he wants in your life. You see, God wants full access, and many times we are the only thing holding us back. So I completely surrendered my law enforcement career that night. So you know what, Lord? I've had such a tight grip on it. It really had a tight grip on me. I didn't even realize it. So I gave that to him that night, and that was it. Nothing really changed that night, but I felt a little relief, but I still was a police officer. As many of you know, I was a police officer right here in Hanover County, patrolling the very streets that we live on. How many of y'all know God's timing is a little different than ours? Amen. It's so cool that to think that God is literally the author of time. Think about that. He's the author of time. He's so big that he's inside yesterday and today and tomorrow all at the same time. Wow. It's mind-blowing. Hebrews 13.8 says it right there. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Praise God. He's already at your finish line, folks. 
Oh, come on, somebody. He's already at the end of your season you're going through right now. But he's also walking in the midst alongside you as well. He's just that big. Come on, somebody. He's that big. In August of this year, Jasmine received, my wife Jasmine, she received the promotion of a lifetime. From Chick-fil-A, pastor alluded to it earlier, she would travel for two years, open up Chick-fil-A restaurants, and at the conclusion of it all, she would get her own Chick-fil-A restaurant. As a husband, I was so proud. I was so excited. It's like, what? My girl? Mm. Come on. Praise God. But at that moment, I realized I was at a crossroad. You see, as a husband, I had a choice to make. Option one, I would continue my law enforcement career while she traveled alone around the country, maybe see her during the holidays. Option two, I would give up law enforcement entirely. My dream. And I would now pursue the very dream that God has put in, in her and I as a married couple to pursue this, this impact that far beyond our imagination. I was at a crossroad. You see, this crossroad didn't even come full circle until three years after that service altar call upstairs where I surrendered that dream to God. Three years. I had to trust that God knows what he's doing. But that's hard sometimes. Especially when we think we know what's best. And we tell God what he should do. Am I the only one? (laughs) Oh, man. I would tell God, okay, Lord, this is how it should go. This is the timeline that I have. And you need to do this this way. But this is God we're talking about. Do you think God needs our guidance? Mm. Come on, this is the one true living God. You have to trust him. But we trust other people pretty easily and not even think twice about it. For example, you go fly on an airplane. You get on. Don't ever typically ever see the pilot. We sit down in our chair. We buckle up, get our snacks, get our magazine, put in our earbuds, make sure the pillow, neck, neck pillow is just right. Some of you fall asleep before the plane even takes off, like my wife does. Amen. And we don't ever even see the pilot, and we trust that he is going to fly us to our destination safely. How about at a restaurant? Typically don't ever see the chef, but you trust that all the food safety guidelines are going to be obliged by. You're going to get your food hot and fresh just the way you wanted it, and you enjoy, but we don't ever see it. So we typically don't ever see the pilot, and we trust them. We typically don't ever see the chef, and we trust them. And we don't get to see God physically, and yet we hesitate to trust him. Why is that? I mean, this is the God Almighty we're talking about, the King of Kings, the one who was thinking about you while he was on the cross. And we hesitate to trust him. The creator of you, he made you from scratch. He already knows all of your life, yet we hesitate to trust him. The Psalm 84, 12 says, Lord Almighty, blessed 
is the one who trusts in you. See, I was at that crossroad three years later from that altar call, and I had a choice to make. I was going to have to give up my law enforcement career, give up my home, sell my car, put all of my stuff in a 10 by 10 storage unit, pack two suitcases and a backpack, and just go. Never worked a day in a restaurant in my life until this year. (laughs) Crazy. Making fried chicken. Come on. But I had to just follow him on where he was taking me. I had to trust him. Not just trust him that he's real, but trust him all the way through. Many of you know the story of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham was 100 years old, and God finally blessed him with his firstborn son through his wife, Sarah. They named him Isaac. 100 years old, and he finally got a son. Wow. And in the very next chapter, God tests Abraham. He says, Abraham. And I love this. He immediately responded. He said, here I am. That's so good. It speaks volumes right there in itself. You see, God calls us. We have the choice to reply back. It's like when you get a text message, you're looking down, you get the message. Do you ignore it? Do you click end call, send a voicemail? Or do we respond? And God, of course, speaks to us through many different ways. His word, right, through prayer, sometimes through other people, through his Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, right? But we have to answer that call. Of course, sometimes we have so many distractions in our life. It's just spiritually loud. It's so much noise. We can't even hear when God is calling our name. But not Abraham. He's very sensitive to the voice of God. He said, here I am. And God said, Abraham, I want you to take your son Isaac, your only son. I'm going to take you to a place where I'm going to call you to. And I want you to surrender him as a burnt offering. just got his son in the previous chapter at 100 years old, and now God was calling him to give him back as a burnt offering. But I love Abraham's response. In the very next verse, the Bible says, Abraham rose early in the morning, grabbed two of his young servants, grabbed his son Isaac, saddled a donkey, and went forth to go split the wood for the burnt offering. Talk about obedience trust. Got everything they needed. They went forth on their journey to the mountain that God was calling him to. And about three days in, Abraham could see afar off and see the mountain that God was calling him to. So he told his two young servants, stay right here with the donkey. Myself and Isaac are going to go to the mountain. And this is so good. It says he went to the mountain to worship. So good right there. He called it worship. You see, when we surrender the very thing we hold so dear, we surrender that to God. It's an act of worship. It's a sacrifice. So Abraham and Isaac went on their journey, got to the mountain. Abraham set up the altar just right, put the wood on top, and then bound his son Isaac up and put him right on top of the wood. 
stretched his hand out to grab the knife and ready to slay his only son. That's an intense moment right there. I can't imagine how fast his heart was racing right there. I can't believe God has asked me to give up the very thing I love the most. The angel of the Lord stopped him right there and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, here I am. Don't lay a hand on him. Don't do anything. For now that I see that you fear God so much that you weren't going to even withhold your only son whom you love from me. Wow. I mean, that's an intense moment right there. And just behind Abraham, there was a ram with horns stuck in the bush just behind him. God provided that sacrifice for the burnt offering in place of his son. So Abraham called that mountain Yahweh Ray, which is Hebrew, for the Lord will provide. Come on. How many, how many of y'all have experienced in those moments where God provided for you when you needed him the most? Amen. Amen. And then the angel of the Lord said, Abraham again. And he said, here I am. He said, because of what you did, that you weren't going to withhold your only son from me, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to multiply your descendants like the stars in the heaven, like the sand on the seashore. He's 100 years old. He went from just having one son to having it multiplied for generations of descendants. All because he obeyed. And he had to trust God all the way. You see, obedience is your responsibility. The outcome is God's. So let me ask you, what is your Isaac? And are you willing to surrender that to God? How much do you trust God? On September 7th of this year, I had my final day as a police officer here in Hanover County. I worked all afternoon and evening. I got home. Went into my office. And I sat down in my chair. Took my radio off and sat right on my desk. And I just stared at it. Because this was the last time I would ever end my tour of duty as a police officer. Forever. My heart was racing. I was so nervous. I took a few deep breaths. Took that 10 seconds of courage and decided to grab the mic. It was after 11 o'clock that night. And this is how the conversation went with myself and the dispatcher. 271. Car 271. Heavenly Father, protect all the officers that serve their families, in Hanover County. In Jesus' name, amen. 1042. Car 271, I copy. Thank you for your service. Godspeed, 2304 hours. I never felt so broken in my life I got up out of my chair 
And I was still in my office and I just, <laughs> I felt so broken, folks. And I just got on my carpet. I just laid down. <laughs> I said, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. You see, this was the first time in my life where I had to trust him all the way. All the way. Praise team musicians, would you come? You see, it's scary to go into the unknown. It's so scary. You feel alone. And to be honest, I hesitated to trust God. I did. I hesitated. You see, God is always there. His word says he never leaves us nor forsakes us, amen. But when you're in that moment all by yourself, you've seen other people, you know, you pray with them and you see them get victorious, right? And you're like, man, praise God, you trusted God. Good job. So good. But then we have to trust him for ourselves. And when I had to trust on God all the way, I'm talking about really trusting him. Where you're just at the edge of that airplane, right? And Jesus is your parachute. That's all you have. You take that leap of faith and you just have to trust that God is going to be there when you call on his name. But this was me. I wanted to trust God so bad that I was going to have to give up everything for him. So I wanted to trust God. I, I was like, okay, God, I, I think you're there. I want to, I want to fall back into your arms. That's, that's so filled with love and just so filled with mercy and with grace. But I'm looking back as if I don't think he's there. I'm hesitating. I'm hesitating to even trust God. Put that scripture up there. Psalm 56. This is when I am afraid. I put my trust in you. Say, Lord, I don't know why you're calling me to do this. I don't have all the answers. I have so many doubts. Why me? And God was simply replying, I'm here. I've always been there. Before you doubt me, doubt your doubts. Because I can do anything. There is nothing impossible for Jesus Christ. He says, the only thing I can't do is lie. So trust me. But you have to trust me all the way. All the way. Glory to God. Go ahead and stand to your feet right now. If you are able. 
I want you to think about that word that you call God that we reflected on earlier. You see, your response to God at this altar call is the most important part of this whole service. See, we all have a next step that we can take in our walk with God. All of us. For some of you, that's repentance. You say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry for all the wrong that I've done. You apologize for all of the sins in your past. You say, Lord, I just need your forgiveness. Please forgive me. And once you do that, you turn away from all those sins. You fixate your eyes on him and you walk towards Jesus Christ. For some of you, that next step is being water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Come on, somebody. Oh, that water's feeling just right this morning. You see, when you go down in that water fully immersed under the name of Jesus, the old you is left under the water. Come on, and you rise out of that water as a new creation in Christ. You see, the power is not in the water. Come on, somebody. The power is in that name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. Praise God. And if that is your next step today, we have everything you need in that conference room. Robes you can change into, shorts and t-shirts, plenty of towels. We'll get you all squared away. That is your next step today. Nothing's holding you back. For some of you, that next step is being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's so real. And so many of you can attest to just how real that is. And it's a free gift. God can give that to you today. You just have to ask him for it. Praise God. For some of you, that next step is just giving God that burden that you've been carrying for so long. It's been weighing you down for many weeks. It's been slowing you down for many months. It's nearly stopped you dead in your tracks for years. It's time to give God that burden today. For some of you, that next step is to simply renew your trust in Christ. Taking it to that next level and trusting him all the way through. Some of you have been a Christian for quite some time now, and God is calling you to that next level in your calling. Are you willing to trust him all the way to really fulfill your purpose? Philippians 4.19. See, whatever your need is today, this is so encouraging because it says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. You see, the altar is open right now. Everywhere you are, just come on forth to the front. See, everyone has a next step that they can take in Christ. So come on. Just allow God to minister to you with his Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Come on. Everyone has a next step. That's it. Amen. We're giving it all to God today. We're giving it all to God today. Come on, that's it. Just step out right from where you are. That's all right. Don't let nothing hold you back from responding to God right now. I want to quickly say before we begin to pray, I've, I've been in ministry now for 27 years, and I've been in a lot of church services. I believe this is one of those defining trust moments. Stephen had one three years ago upstairs. I felt it when we were sitting here. This is a significant service for some of you here today. 
I want to I want to drill down just a little bit deeper. For some of you, there's some specific there's something specific that you need to trust God about. It's a big decision. It's a big moment. Whatever it is, there's something. This is that moment. This is a defining trust moment. They're going to begin to sing here in just a few moments. And when they do, I just want to ask you, either in your chair or in this altar, wherever you are, I want you to just begin to say, God, I submit, fill in the blank, I submit this to you right now. I submit this to you right now. I want you to know, God, whatever you do. Now, if you'll notice, Stephen submitted, and three years later, it came to pass. But God, in this moment, I want you to know, I submit this area of my life, this situation, this problem, this this person, whatever it is, God, I want you to know no doubts, no reservations. I don't need to know the answers. I don't need to know the way. But I know, God, that I can trust you. Come on, do some of you recognize that moment right now for you, for you personally? Every head bowed, every eye closed as they begin to sing. If that's you, I just want you to right now just say, God, this is that moment, and I submit myself to you. I submit myself to you, God. I trust you completely. I trust you fully. I give this to you, God. Go ahead right now in Jesus' name. Yes, Father, I submit to you, Jesus. I submit to you, Jesus, everything, God. Everything, God. Everything, God. I submit to you, Jesus, my job, my family, my marriage, my career, my struggles, whatever it is, God. I submit this new season of my life, God. I know know you're redirecting me. You're reordering my steps, God. I submit it to you, Jesus. Come on. That's it. The Holy Spirit is speaking to some of us today, God. I'm ready. I'm ready to take that next step, God. I don't know what it is, but I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you you in the significance of this moment, Father. I trust you. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. That's it. That's it. I trust you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.